everybody. Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Glad to be back. <clears throat> As usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in, downloading, streaming, however you watch, listen. I appreciate it. Thank you. So tell a friend, enemy coker, tell somebody about the podcast. Say, hey, man, you might like this deal. You might hate him. Check it out. It's a short podcast. I think he's dope. Share it. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, man, I guess I'll start with my milestone before I jump in. Uh, for those who don't know, we have an eight-year-old son named Miles, and I like to talk about different things that he's going through. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing, sometimes it's something. But um, this week, he's back in Rochester having a, a fairly good time. Um, I can't say fairly. He's having a great time. He just said he 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 misses us. So I, I, maybe I'm, I'm overestimating my worth to him by saying fairly. But he's having a good time. He just said he misses us, and he hasn't been away from us uh, since he was eight for this long. So um, he misses us, but he's having fun. Uh, man. So um, it's been a weird couple of days for me, people. I can't lie. I had a rough day yesterday. I just uh, – I, I think um, – I think I've listened to my album too much and uh you know I went back in to listen to listen to name the tracks <clears throat> because I got everything edited down well Jeremy got everything edited down and uh, I just I felt like uh I was like man I don't know if people are going to like this I don't like this and uh I, I talked to a bunch of my friends and I talked to some more you know the seasoned comic this as far as like albums and specials and all that kind of stuff and uh they they were like hey this is pretty normal you know, you, you've listened to it a bunch of times now, and now you're being ultra critical, you know, because uh, my buddy once made a great point. He goes, hey, man, after you were done, you were so happy. You were so proud. After the first couple of cuts, you were really proud of yourself. You were happy. And I had to tell myself, he's right. I, I was. And I, I think I was just getting a little too in my head. Um, So I had to stop doing that yesterday because it was just really fucking with me. And uh I started back at it today, but I realized I forgot to tell him to take something out. Uh, I had a duplicate bit in there, so I had to go back and have him uh, take that out. And once I get that final cut, then I'll go back, name everything. They'll master it, and um, hopefully they'll give me a couple of clips or trailers to share. So, uh, yeah, August 6th. That was That's the final date, August 6th, uh, off script. Uh, I think I have uh, the idea down from the for the cover. So I got to get with my buddy, Tristan Williams, and uh, knock that out. So it's just, uh, yeah, just a lot going on, man. It was it was a tough day. My anxiety was through the roof yesterday, but I, I'm, I'm very thankful for my wife and the support group of friends and family that I have that, that helped me get through, man. Um, yeah, it's just, I get in my head uh, and I really start doubting myself, and, and I, I, I shouldn't. But I also have to tell myself it's pretty common, you know, people of all levels. You know, I, I watch people like, you know, like a Roy Wood Jr., Mark Norman. Uh, you, you look at Chappelle and, you know, uh, Mike Epps and all these celebrity comics and, and comics that you look up to um, at, all, at all levels. And you go, man, these dudes got their shit together. You know, you you think that people like uh, Lori Kilmartin or 
or uh, Wanda Sykes or, you know, a Janelle James or whoever. Um, you just think people go, you, you see them do well, you, you hear the albums, you see the, the the stuff they put out and you go, man, these people are so fucking confident. Like they must never doubt themselves, but they do. We all do. And I have to tell myself that even the, the greatest performers, athletes, uh, comedians, actors, actresses, I don't even know if actresses is even a relevant word anymore, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. They do. They have the same doubts, you know, from the open micer up to the, the, the most uh, loved professional in their field or um, revered professional in their, in their fields. You know, they still doubt them, doubt themselves at times. That's a human, that's a human trait. And I have to remind myself that no one, unless you're just absolutely fucking delusional and not good at what you do, uh, you doubt yourself at times. It's just learning to control those uh, doubts. And um, yeah, man. Uh, so I, I went through it yesterday. <laughs> it was it was one of those days, man. And plus, it's like it, yesterday was one of those days. Like, uh, am I the only one where like what you see? on social media or the, or the news early that day can set the tone. And that's why I typically just try to stay away from that shit early in the morning. I'll go, oh, excuse me, man, ooh, that was it's gross. I'll do a quick like Twitter scan or, or, or um, scroll through some articles just to see if I'm missing anything big. Uh, I'll say nine 11 changed everything for me when it, when it came to that. Um, you know, as a young dude, I really wasn't like into the news and shit like that. Like my mom woke me up in the after the first tower had been hit and was like, yo, America's being attacked because I was never really like, oh, watch the news and see what's going on. But after 9-11, I was just like, I should probably check the news before I leave. You you never know what the hell is going on. Um, So I, I kind of got into that after 9-11 happened. And I'm pretty sure it would have happened as I got older anyway. But I know that the event for me was specifically 9-11 that got me checking news and all that type of shit in the morning before I, I stepped out. Because literally sometimes you don't know what the fuck you're stepping into. You don't. Um, but uh, yeah, so I get on social media and uh, it's just... Look, I, I, I I'll, let me start by saying this. Uh, Y'all know I was in the military for two decades of my life, basically more than half of it. And um, I grew up with a very diverse upbringing. I, I grew up in an inner city where it was mostly uh, black people. And then I had the opportunity to go to a private school where I was one of the few black kids. So while I was very uh, successful at, uh, blending in and getting along with, you know, uh, my white friends and going to white schools. It, it was uncomfortable, but over time you, you learn to adjust and, and you deal with it. And, um, you know, so I was, I was able to adapt being in a diverse environment very early on uh, in my life. And then it also carried into the military where for some people, uh, on both sides were like they're not used to being around this many white people or they're not around used to being around this many black people the military kind of like throws you in and um and uh for a lot of people it's their, it's their first time being exposed to a filipino person or a mexican person or a black person or 
you know, something like that. Um, and I say all that to say, like, um, this whole year, man, it's it's just the last year. It's been a mind fuck, man, because I spent from sixth grade to twelfth grade having a mixed bag of friends. And all this shit goes down and people you've known since you were like 12 and 13, uh, you see their true colors and it just, it makes you look back like, what the fuck, man? Like it, it makes you question almost everything you've, you've been through in your life. You know, were these people really my friends? You know, and I, I get it. Your world is a lot different when you're a teenager and, you know, even in your, into your 20s. But then you have a family, you get a career and uh, shit becomes even more real. And just seeing some of the shit that I, the, the, from people seeing the shit people say that I've known for, you know, 15, 20 years, it was it was very jarring and shocking. And uh, it, it hurt me to my it shocked me to my core, man, you know. But I've always operated on this thing. There's something that I, I recognize early on. I go, you know what? And uh, I got a lot of cool, close white friends, but there was always something in the back of my mind where I was just like, yeah, these people are my good friends. We hang out. But I know I am not a white person. That's something you learn very quickly. No matter how close you get to uh, your white friends, you're not white, man. And a lot of times or sometimes you get excluded. Um having your white friend choose his, his group of white friends over you. I've had that shit happen. And going into the military, man, like I tried to play that game for a while where I'm like, you know what? I, I will, I operated, I operated on that whole thing of like, I have white friends. I know white culture, but I also know I am not white. And you try to be, uh, you try to play the, that that game of like, you know what? I don't care if I have a black plumber. I don't, you know, what does it matter? You know, hey, we're all people. It's like I tried to play the game, man. But the older you get, you go, you know what? I tried it. And y'all motherfuckers show y'all true colors. And it pisses you off. And now I do seek out fucking black businesses to uh, to patronize watching more of black entertainment, supporting more black art, being like uh, conscious of it. I tried that. She's like, oh, I like what I like. Fuck that, man. I know that shit sounds weird to people, man. I I, I tried it, but uh, there's, there's no reciprocity there. You know, I, I, in a long way, I'm trying to say, I tried to meet people halfway and not make a big deal about my race while being very aware that I am black a big black dude and that I'm not uh, no matter how many white friends you have, you're not a white person. Um, and it's uh, to see it kind of backfire. It, it's, it's a mind fuck. But uh, so yesterday was just one of those days, man, where it all just kind of came together. I got some other shit going on and and you just see ignorant shit, man. Like, uh, this is the first thing I, I saw. Uh, scrolling through the news, and uh, I see this little article about how, like, Tucker Carlson is is now uh, 
on television talking about how Vladimir Putin has uh, fair questions to ask about that woman being shot at the Capitol. And the people on the right are entertaining this shit. It's like now all of a sudden, Putin's a good guy. You want to listen to him? People, this guy has disappeared political opponents and journalists who, who have ever spoken out against him. Now all of a sudden he's asking fair questions about a woman who uh, breached security at a Capitol and was shot. I mean, y'all, they support police shooting people for the most, for the smallest infractions. Smallest infractions, they can just, hey, he shouldn't have been doing that or he should have complied. Hey, if he would have did this, he wouldn't be dead. But for some reason, this this Babbitt lady does what she does, and all of a sudden, y'all want to you want to turn your back on the police. Now all of a sudden, uh, now you all of a sudden it's just like uh, that was unjust. I, I don't I don't understand that. And then to act like Vladimir Putin of all people is someone who should uh, be praised for asking fair questions. Uh, I, I, to me, it's, it's it's gross. It's disgusting. And these are the same people, man. You're so worried about uh, communism and and um, and just the left taking all your rights away and socialism and freedom of speech. It's just like this. That guy represents none of that. And you call yourself patriots. That's what's scary. I'm look. I'm gonna go out and say this shit. I'm going to say, I really want to say in the next five years, but I'll give it a, a cushion. I'll say within the next 10 years, you're going to see, and I hope I'm wrong. I think you're going to see uh, right-wing politicians slowly start to, uh, to uh, really sympathize with Nazis because you're, you're, you're starting to see it a little bit now. I think in about five to 10 years, they won't even try to hide it. All of a sudden, they're going to be talking about how Nazis were misunderstood and it's not fair how their image is being uh, portrayed uh, nowadays. I, I know that's a lot, but trust me, I think it's going to happen. <laughs> I really do. Cause we're, we're already seeing it. I'll I, 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 I think about this. If happy pride month, by the way, if I didn't say that last week and I said it because if, you seeing two grown ass men kissing in public upsets you, and you don't have like to have to like PDA. Uh, that's that's fine, whether it's uh, heterosexual or or you know uh, same sex. I understand that some people just don't like seeing people kiss and make out and shit in public. It's just I don't you know. It, there's a line when you're being in, in, in public. It's just like all right, yeah, I need to fucking get a room, or let me get involved. That's no, good. <laughs> um. I just feel like if you feel if you see two gay men kissing and that is absolutely just it is it, gross to you. It shouldn't be done. You're so so turned off by it. But seeing people march up and down our streets in Nazi regalia, if you can just chalk that up as oh, that's free speech, but I don't agree. But you're, if you're not as disgusted or turned off or upset about that you have a fucking problem you really do I've got these notifications popping up you really do man so I mean to see the right wing media slowly you even had this uh the what's her Bridget Faulkner the black chicken on Fox 
she was just like, oh, Putin was answering questions longer than than Biden. It's just like you spent the last four years asking people why they want Trump to fail. And here you are sucking this dude's dick who jails gay people, who has killed or disappeared political opponents and journalists. I don't I don't understand that, man. And then my sister sent me this shit where uh, some lady this and, and this is just uh, this is part for the course for these people. She she uh, she posted this shit. Japan has banned all BLM apparel from the Olympics. No one can kneel, raise fist during the anthems. I'm proud of Japan. And then she adds, we need this here in America. I went to this woman's page. She is super pro Trump, super pro military. First Amendment, all that type of shit. But here you are suggesting uh, censorship. You want you want America to ban kneeling and uh, raising fists and wearing certain things during the national anthem because it hurts your fucking feelings. That's that's censorship. These people, the, the cognitive dissonance is 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 astounding with these people. Again, you're so terrified of your free speech taken away. You can't say this. You can't do that. Uh, you know, you're being oppressed. White people are under attack. But here you are suggesting censorship. Because it's something you don't like. Now, apparently this rule for Japan is for any for all countries. Nobody's wearing any political shit or anything. And I'll say this as I'm a military person, so. I'm used to these blanket rules. If they go, no one can do any of this shit. I think that's very fair. That's their country. They can do whatever the fuck they want. And if you don't want to abide by that, then don't go. And again, it's the selective outrage. Because if, if there were some white athlete that wanted to wear some MAGA shit, they would go, fuck it. Let's boycott the Olympics. But here's this woman praising Japan we, and saying, we need to do this shit here. Absolutely crazy to me. So on top of all the shit I was going through, these two things <laughs> just took me over the edge. And uh, it, it was a, it was a rough day, man. It was a rough fucking day. Uh, I, I know this was a, it's, this is a heavy app, man. It's a heavy app. Uh, but it, it's just shit I want to say, man. It, it's just shit I, I want to say. Um, Juneteenth is finally going to be a federal holiday, which is been a long time coming i had a, a a friend of mine who i won't uh i won't expose uh they asked me a question on facebook because I, I posted about it and it was, it was a very good question uh i'll pull it up they asked me um if i uh shit they go do you think the government will change the name of the holiday it would be some white bullshit so i wouldn't be surprised and I hadn't even thought about that, but that's a great question. And it got me thinking. I'll, my answer was, yes, I think eventually they will. And here's the irony of the whole, my, the reason why uh, they will. They will cry inclusion. White male, white Republicans will say, hey, uh, white people don't feel like they can be involved in this holiday. It's Juneteenth. What do we have to do with this? And I will ask them this question. How the fuck were black people supposed to celebrate the 4th of July? That shit had nothing to do with us. 
but they will cry that it's not inclusive enough and they'll want to change the name so that white people will feel comfortable with celebrating the holiday. And with that being said, there's a show. That's the show. I'm out. Peace.